You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network. The servicemen and women out there getting a little taste of home from the speeds, the spitting statistician. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. We're going to be getting into the NBA playoffs a lot this episode. I got my boys back, you know, Hovacito, Jason DeJesus, and Double K, Kenton Kirby. We talked about, uh, you know, getting into the playoffs a few weeks back. We got them back on, and I got a little bone to pick with them. I know uh, these guys were both picking the Wizards in that last series, me and Donnie Burns. Also, we're both picking the Celtics. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Western Conference, Eastern Conference, all that. Was Zaza Pachulia's play dirty? You know, I'm intrigued by the poll results we got yesterday when 60% of you did in fact say that that play was dirty. Both these guys played college ball, so we're going to talk about was that, like Popovich said, an unnatural closeout or not, all sorts of other things. And also, yo, I have been hot as fire, so hot that we sweat steam. Giving you my starting lineup in fantasy baseball for like the last couple of weeks, I've been helping you win that cash. So I'm going to give you my lineup again today. But remember, if you want to get at me, you can this hour at 844-843-6879, which you could also do is get at us on Twitter, okay, at FNTSY Radio. You could always ask me questions or follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. And the question we have up today I think is very interesting. Listen, we have been talking about the Warriors and the Cavaliers for what seems like six months now. Is this a fait accompli? We all think so. But here's the thing. Both the Cavs and the Warriors at this point are still undefeated in the NBA playoffs. So my poll question is, will one or both of them sweep their way to the NBA Finals? My options right now are just the Warriors sweeping the Spurs, just the Cavs sweeping the Seas. Will both of them sweep or will neither one of them steamroll their way to the NBA Finals? We got that poll question and a whole lot of other good stuff. I got the love doctor, my basketball correspondent, Donnie Burns. I got my boys joining me in the cypher. Come on back. We're going to do fantasy baseball and NBA playoffs on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you know what it is. Speeds the spitting statistician. Donnie Burns with that firm biz coming right back in as we flip it to another key here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your boy Speeds the spitting statistician doing what he needs to do to help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boys Jason and Ken. They're going to be joining the cypher a little bit later on as we get into the NBA playoffs. But yo, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you've been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, I have been hooking you up. 
So let's go into a few uh, news and notes here around Major League Baseball real quick. Steve Ciszek was activated by the Seattle Mariners. He's gone that long road back. He had hip surgery in the offseason. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because last night the Seattle Mariners closer, Edwin Diaz, who we all saw in the World Baseball Classic do big things, he got lit up. Walked not one, not two, not three, but four guys in the ninth inning against the A's last night. So keep an eye on that situation in Seattle, okay? That's one that I need you guys to keep an eye on if you're looking for saves. The other thing, the other thing is uh, Dan Stralian, his start last night, got hit by a line drive in the forearm. It's considered minor, but that's someone to keep an eye on. Remember, Straley was one of the most expensive pitchers in FanDuel last night, going off at 8,600. I said that I could beat him. We're going to show you how I did that in a hot second. Carlos Carrasco was also pulled in his start versus the Rays with pectoral tightness. Okay, that's better than having an elbow issue or having a shoulder issue as a pitcher, but it's still something to keep an eye on. They say it's not serious. He may wind up being on that 10-day DL. Remember, a lot of teams are negotiating the 10-day DL instead of the 15-day DL, and pitchers are only missing one start, and it's all good. That could be the situation in Cleveland. Back in Seattle, though, James Paxton, he's coming back from a forearm injury. He's back on the mound in his rehab. Listen, he was so sick in the first month of the season, so that might be a guy you want to stash. I check and he is 91% owned, and that's all good. But that means if you right now are at happy hour, at the bar, at a work function with you and nine of your friends, one of you guys are in a league right now where you can go and get James Paxton and stash him for free, your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician is recommending you do that. Same thing with Steven Matz. He's looking to begin his rehab assignment on Thursday. He is only 67% owned, so you don't need to even be at a work function in this one. You and two of your boys at the bar, one of you guys are in a league where you can just get Steven Matz right now. All right, moving on. This is what I told you yesterday. I said don't go up for Straley at 8600 as the most uh, expensive guy on FanDuel. I told you two guys that I liked. One was all the way down and only 6600 and it was Luis Perdomo. You guys were laughing at me thinking, oh, I'm going to take the Padres guy, Luis Perdomo. What'd he do? He got you a quality start, and he struck out nine guys last night. That's nice for your little fantasy numbers in cash games. I helped you win your cash that way. I also said that Jesse Chavez was a guy that I would like at 7,200 on FanDuel. And I said that for two reasons. One, he was playing the Chicago White Sox. So I was fading the second worst offense in the major leagues on this one. And the opposing pitcher for Chicago was Mike Pelfrey. And I told you, you could always make money betting against Mike Pelfrey. Chavez won seven innings, only three earned runs, striking out five, got you a quality start and the win. The other thing I told you, I made a bold prediction yesterday. And I said that it was as it relates to this 10-day DL. The Los Angeles Dodgers are doing something that I think everyone needs to know about. They are manipulating the 10-day DL. And in essence, they have gone to a six- or seven-man rotation. They're giving everybody all the rest they need, with the exception of Clayton Kershaw, who is obviously rock-solid as the ace. They are rotating guys in, people going on the DL, off the DL, so that everyone stays fresh. And today, Rich Hill comes off the DL to make his first start in a about a month after a blister issue, I think he's going to do pretty well. But watch what the Dodgers do between McCarthy, Hill, Kershaw, Hinjin Ryu, Julio Urias, Alex Cobb, and I even believe Kenta Maeda, who's going to come off the DL on Sunday. Watch the Dodgers, like I said, start seven different starting pitchers this week. So let's talk about who I like today. 
Listen, I'm a believer in Dallas Keuchel. I'm a believer in Dallas Keuchel, even at 10,900 on FanDuel. He's playing against the Miami Marlins. That's the f- tied for the fourth lowest amount of runs in the National League. Keuchel has been sick with a 1.69 ERA, a 0.87 whip. He's had quality starts in seven of his eight outings. I pay up 10-9 for Dallas Keuchel today, and I find a lot of other ways you can get some cheap bets. The wind is blowing out at Wrigley at 20 miles an hour, okay? And you could get... You can get Ian Happ for only 2200 You can get Condelario for only 2400 These guys are hitting 4-5 and five in the Cubs lineup tonight. I also love Stephen Vogt against the righty Dijon tonight at only 2600 You can get Yasiel Puig as a righty versus lefty matchup for only 2800 That's what I'm doing. I'm getting those matchup hitters, and I'm going all the way up for Dallas Keuchel. That's the way I let it happen. I help you win your leagues and win that cash. If you don't do that, just by listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The other way you could do it is by checking out that RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. You become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a Roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code free radio at checkout and you will get a special discount. Like I told you, though, I'm very, very excited today because I got my boys in the building. First guy I want to holler at real quick is my man, Jason De Jesus. You talk about on Fantasy First Look, we got Joe Galena. They call him the they call him the Fantasy Jesus. I got my man Jason De Jesus here, and we got to talk a little bit about the Baby Bombers, yo. Number one offense in the American League, best against righties and lefties. And the thing is, I would have been okay this season if these guys just kind of took a little bit of a step. But Aaron Judge is literally one of the top five players in fantasy baseball, and and you gotta like the way the team is now actually building young, not going to these free agents, you know, we let, we let those contracts get off the books and now with guys like Sanchez and Bird and Severino you know, we are building kind of the right way. As a longtime Yankee fan, does that make you feel more encouraged or optimistic than other approaches the team could have? It does. The ones you named actually are not the ones who are really doing the most damage this year. Right, you know, right, right. But, but but our main guy... Judge, obviously. Uh, Jeter, number two, 2.0. <laughs> you Aaron think so? Aaron Judge. Um, yeah, I think that this is the way you have to build a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you got to hope for the best. I mean, remember last year, we, we almost... We almost got there. Sure. Um, we made a, made a push. If we do that again this year... We need a, a better number two starter so, to go there. Okay, so but that's the, the way question. you're building. Okay, so I like the way you were building here, but let me ask you this because these guys are so young and are still developing, right? Let's say the Yanks are, you know, contenders in the middle of the end of July. Do you mortgage some of this, some of these assets, right? Some of these great young position players that we've gotten from trades, you know, when we traded Chapman and Miller, guys that are on the come up, the Gliber Torreses, the, uh, you know, the Mateos. Would you do that and flip them if you could get? You know, a legit number two pitcher this year. I'm talking about a guy maybe like a Garrett Cole who's also in his mid-20s and the Pittsburgh Pirates or a guy like Johnny Cueto on the San Francisco Giants. A guy that's not like a rental, but a guy that you could, you know, kind of envelop and incorporate into this building process. Or 
Do you hold your chips and say, no, I don't want to fire my gun too early in this process of building? Uh I mean, if we can do what we did with Chapman, get him back for next year. Yeah, sure. Awesome. I mean, that seems I mean, like a great yeah. deal, right? <laughs> um, no, you think you want? You don't want a rental. I think you want someone okay. for good. But I would give up a few of the young folks you if if I got a top notch guy. Yeah. Okay, and then listen, you mentioned Judge as Jeter 2.0. I would be <laughs> remiss if I didn't talk to a you know a guy that I've been a Yankees fan with for 20 plus years. Um, did it warm your heart seeing Jeet back in the stadium on it, Sunday? It, it did. Um, and uh, to see uh, him go to the dugout like that right. with, these, with these new Yankees mm-hmm. and sort of passing the torch, that's that's pretty special because that's our whole childhood. Yeah, I mean, and, and listen, they're not going to be retiring any other numbers anytime exactly. soon, so we'll exactly. see. You mentioned, you know, kind of passing the torch. We'll still see on Aaron Judge. The other thing you said was that Chapman trade, right? We got him back. That brings me, when we come back, we're going to be talking a little NBA draft lottery. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if the New Orleans Pelicans don't have to give the Sacramento Kings a draft pick? That is possible after what happens tonight. We'll be back. We're going to talk NBA playoffs. I'm going to get my boy Donnie Burns the love doctor in the conversation as well. It's going to be the fantasy freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician. Come on back, NBA playoffs. It's nasty speeds in your area. I'm about to cause mass hysteria. You know what it is. Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network who get a little taste of home, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. With all the news going on right now, the American Forces Radio Network, I know you may need a little bit of a taste of home. Let's focus in on the sports right now. We're going to talk NBA playoffs. Donnie Burns, that's my boy, helping me blow up like a Samsung 7. Um, last night, Donnie... The Boston Celtics win 115 to 105. I was wrong. Listen, we hold ourselves accountable. Boston was a five point favorite, and I told everybody I thought it was going to be a nip and tuck game. I was taking the Wizards plus five. But ultimately, Donnie, you and me did think the Celtics would win this series. It was despite Bradley Beal going for 38 points. Isaiah Thomas did his thing 29 points, 12 assists. And uh, I always ask who else will help? Last night, apparently, it was Kelly Olynyk with 26 points in 28 minutes. Donnie Burns, he went 10 of 14 from the field, even hitting two threes. Is that where you thought it was going to happen in Game 7, Donnie? Yeah, no, you can't really account for what Kelly Olynyk did. However, I will say that I did have the C strictly on their supporting cast is way better than the Wizards. I, you know, I feel like John Wall is the second best player in the Eastern Conference behind LeBron James, but the C's supporting cast is so much better, and... If you kind of had me pick the over on that plus five, I probably would have because, the, I mean, the, the Kelly Olynyk played crazy. I've never seen – I don't even see him play like that. At Gonzaga, I saw yeah. him play that way. Not even. Like, he was like – he really didn't miss anything. I think he went 11 for 14. So he went 10 of 14 for, from the good field. Good for him, though. That was awesome. Absolutely. And tonight, you know, game two of the Western Conference Finals. Check this out, Donnie. Here's my question. You have to bet $1,450 on the Warriors tonight to make $100 back. They are minus $1,450. Vegas is basically giving them no shot without Kawhi Leonard in Game 2 at Oracle. Anybody here want to take that bet? 
No, I'm good. You're good. We're good. Go we one. like we like Golden State tonight. Gonna romp. Yeah, it's a shame, man. But it is a shame. It. <laughs> it is a shame. And also, listen. Actually, here's where I want to start with you guys. Donnie Burns, you coach basketball at the AAU level. Big Correct. shout out to your team, the Lions. Ken and Jason, you both played at least at the college level. My question to the layman, you know, because you know us Puerto Ricans, we don't play basketball as much. Everyone's talking about how this is a in you know an unnatural closeout that Jaza coming out, you know, stuck stuck the foot out there you gotta let people land interestingly enough i find it interesting that popovich is talking about this while one of his banners was basically hung because of bruce bowen defense who did the same exact move jalen jalen rose is talking about how he does this move on to kobe not letting them land i want to get the uh i want to get it from you guys 60 percent of the fans that voted yesterday on the show said that yes the play was in fact dirty first of all jason i know you know you're uh you know you're a quasi big man when you're coming out to close someone on a three is that is that how it's done yeah if you're go- no no so if you're going if you're going if you're going to close out um you're, you're trying to not foul the guy if you do not have uh the the appropriate coordination most guys actually go past the guy so it's just to bl- to to alter the shot okay um un- going underneath for the most part i would say is unnatural it is unnatural. You agree with unnatural. Pop that it's an unnatural closeout. I, I, I do. I do. Okay, Kenton? It's an unnatural closeout for this. So I learned for all the years I've played ball, high school, college level. Sure. When you close out, you're closing out to contest a shot, but you're also to counter. So if the guy comes in and he's built those a head fake, you got to be able to step back. Right. Because if you're closing out that hard like he did, yeah. I give you a little head fake and I go around. Exactly. You're ghost, right? Exactly. So that was, that was clearly, it was a dangerous play by a dirty player. Okay, so that's the other thing we had as an option. I, I asked yesterday, was the was the play dirty, right? And I had yes, no, and then my third option was dangerous, not dirty, right? So I know it's a dangerous play, but how do we know intent? Donnie Burns, get in here. Are these guys saying what you also think? How do yeah. we coach that? So here's my thing. As a high school player and a coach now, this is my big giveaway. Not only has Zaza done things like this in the past, but here's the big giveaway in my eyes as a player. This happened on the sideline, and... You need to give him room to land. You know that sideline is there, and not only did the third not, defender kind of thing, right? Not only did he not go up for the shot fully, he came down first, and that's right on the sidelines. You need to give him room there, and you know where, from where he's taking that shot, you know where the out of bounds is. So there's only one thing you can do, and that is undercut him at that point. And that's kind of why I feel like it was it was a dirty play. It's the same way as like when you undercut somebody playing ball. Like someone goes up and you t- and you bridge them and they fall, that's the same kind of play. Honestly, when I had to have me coming up mm-hmm. and someone would bridge me and I didn't get hurt, the next thing I was doing, I was swinging. Yeah, uh-huh. we were fighting. If we were outdoors, we were fighting. Yes, <laughs> okay. I'm swinging at you. That's the code. All right, all right. So it sounds like we have here from you know more experienced ballers than I that this was kind of an unnatural closeout. Let's keep it moving though. Golden State, you know, regardless of if Kawhi Leonard is there, if they're on all cylinders, they're going to be very tough to beat. And one thing that I think is very interesting. I want to hear what you think about this, Jason. I like when the Warriors offense runs with Steph Curry as the engine. Okay, I like when he's out there being aggressive, going to the hole, getting 40. And I got two reasons why. One, I just love the ball movement. It seems more fluid, right? But also, whether it's the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard or next round potentially with Cleveland and LeBron, there is going to be a a number one defender on Kevin Durant. Right. Not so much on Steph Curry. I think I think the Warriors need to get back in the habit of having Steph Curry be the engine that runs this offense. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it's more fluid. Uh, I also think that 
Um, you know, Durant spent nine years of basically ISO ball or ISO type of ball. Right. Uh, that's just not how Golden State plays. And I think it's not just uh, Curry, um, you know, getting his, his points, but also he is an engine to help Green, Thomas, uh, Durant, and the, and, and the other folks that are, um, you know, really going to be the keys to winning uh, get their get their points. That's you're not getting that if you're going through Durant. All right, and uh, Ken, what's up with Clay Thompson? What's up with Clay Thompson? Like he's the guy. To be honest, listen, Golden State Warriors got a lot of guys that you might want to root against that play a little soft, little silver spoons in their mouth, or at least that's the you know. I like me some Clay Thompson. I like him as a two-way baller that is kind of like, you know, real. You know, it was him who came out and, I guess, tugged on Superman's cape last year in the finals also. But is this a way to get – can we get Clay rolling here? I think having Steph be the be the kind of run of the offense, it will definitely open up Clay a little more. I feel um, with when you, when you go through Durant, Durant's kind of playing this kind of iso ball that he's been used to. Right. Right. Um, it frees Clay up a little bit. You have the best player guard, the best defensive player guarding um, Durant, mm-hmm. and Clay could really Clay could really show out. And he's actually a lot tougher than people give him credit for. I personally am more of a I'm not really a, a Golden State fan. I'm uh-huh, a Knicks fan, through uh-huh. through, but I could respect the dude's actually a lot tougher than he really than people give him credit for. No doubt. And we're here at Rock and Riley's here in Midtown Manhattan, Studio 34, right across the street from Madison Square Garden. My boy Ken Rock with the I'm with Oakley jersey. We're gonna be talking a little Knicks a little later on, and we're gonna be talking. Big three where Oakley has a role. But Donnie Burns, you agree with this? Is this the way maybe to get you talking about how much you like Clay also? Is this kind of going through the backcourt a way to maybe get uh, Mr. Thompson back up and in his groove? Yeah, I'm a big Clay fan. And here's the thing I like your take on the, you know, Steph Curry needs to be the engine yep. in terms of if we're talking about Clay, because here's the thing they use Kevin Durant in terms of scoring, he's efficient. He's more efficient than all the others in scoring, but he does play that iso ball, which kind of renders either Steph or Clay useless. So when kind of they do that running gun, which, you know, Steve Carr kind of came back and was he like, came he came back. To, he cleaned well, up he all the spinal fluid, Brown, chilled at halftime, let him know. Mike Brown's so rotations high. were not on an open post. So, exactly. You know, if when they use Kevin Durant's more of an efficiency, like he'll get an efficient 34. Okay. If you have Clay and, and Steph Rock and it's. 40 from everywhere. No doubt, no doubt. We're going to keep it moving here in the cypher. I got my boys, Kenton and Jason, here. Um, Last time we were here, the Houston Rockets were still a viable option. But in Game 7... James Harden went absolutely missing. Only only 10 <laughs> points. He also did not get his first shot up until there was something like six minutes left in the... Um, in the second quarter, I have two questions for you on this. One, would this impact his standing in the MVP race in any way, shape, or form to see that he fell off kind of at the end when his team really needed him in a Game 7? And second, remember, late in the season, he was talking about hoopers are going to hoop. He was balling even though his wrist was injured. Is does this is this a case study where maybe there's some merit to the rest, to the pacing yourself guys like LeBron who've done it before they know how it how they had to kind of prime their bodies Harden was not doing that and then in the last game of the season showed up and didn't you know did not show out is there any weight to maybe that they should have managed him better throughout the season no I don't think so I think he actually is uh I think I don't think it's that I think one he just didn't show up yes and no I mean the thing about Harden is that if he is a, he's a playmaker, but if he's actually not making his shot, 
he's he looks disinterested yes. at times. Yes. Though, tell me about it, Kenton. Yeah. Nah, he, I mean the issue is not about fatigue about his body. It's the fatigue between his ears. You know, like there was plays where he was without on the Kawhi Leonard yeah. at home exactly. with a chance to still win a title. There were plays where he's on the ground and like his teammates try to pick him up and he literally like shushed him away. I saw plays where they're in half court offense when Harden was literally not on the television screen hanging back at half court. Come on, that's a guy giving up on the team. That's a guy giving up on the team for whatever reason. And it's so weird. It seems like all the stars have one series like that, right? LeBron, yeah. there was one against the Celtics, just gave up. Well, there was some, there was some other issues no, there. I mean, Delonte West, yeah. Donnie, review, what do you say here? They need to review that game, even like from a betting standpoint, because oh, you thought like, it was point shaving. You know what I mean? Like that, it, I've I watched basketball. That was like yeah. bad, right? Was very bad. Oh, so like you think? Chips. Yes, you think some guys? You think it was like blue chips? Huh? I mean, I don't, but like I do at the same time. Really? <laughs> some guys in the desert got a hold of the beard. <laughs> Interesting it was, it was, theory. Let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he may have played through an injury. If you're in game six of a playoffs, and this is what you do for a living, All I right. think you play hard. Yo, check it out. We're going to come on right back because we got to take a break, but there's still so much more. We have the NBA draft lottery tonight. We're going to talk about how that might shake down, what teams have a lot on the line, and, of course, what it means for Lonzo Ball, and all sorts of other stuff. You know here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're talking big three as well. We're going to get into that with my boys Jason and Kenton here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on a ones and twos so hot that we sweat steam. Loving Nas today. We're coming back with a little Nas here as we help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boys joining the cypher with me, Kenton and Jason. And we talked a little bit about Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals. And we got a poll question up there right now on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. And of course, if you want to holler or follow me at Spittin' Speeds, the question is, will the NBA favorite Cavaliers and Warriors sweep their way to the NBA Finals right now with over 100 people having voted already. 51% of you, half of you, say neither will sweep the conference final. 18% say the Cavs will sweep the Celtics only. 17% say the Warriors will sweep the San Antonio Spurs. And 14% say that both the Cavs and the Dubs will make it to the NBA Finals undefeated. Donnie Burns, what do you think about this, Paul? Where would you vote? Uh, I'd probably I like the way the Cavs are playing right now to be honest with you uh, the Warriors still have stuff to figure out so if I had to go one way I'd probably go Cavs well both or neither are an option also nah, you nah, like Cavs yeah, though yeah. you like Cavs Ken what do you think Cavs will sweep um, even though even with Al Kawhi I, feel, I, can't, I can't count Pop out he's gonna get at least one do you one. think Pop is good for a game and Jason Hova Hovicito what do yeah, you think over here if the Cavs can beat him in Two or three, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're big, we're big on the Cavs. Okay, so if that's a fait accompli, let me ask you guys as we look ahead to the future of the NBA. And the NBA draft lottery is out here tonight. Donnie Burns, you know you're excited about this. Let's see who might get what. There are a number of things that are actually up for grabs in this. If you remember, I think the Lakers pick is like protected in the top three. The New Orleans Pelicans pick it, uh, in their trade with the, San Ant- um, the Sacramento Kings, that's protected as well, but obviously the biggest question is will the Lakers wind up in the top two and in position to draft hometown boy Lonzo Ball? Magic already came out and said that 
LeVar ball will have no kind of impact on how they grade out Lonzo. I think it's all set up for the Lakers to be the number two pick and to draft Lonzo ball. Um, you know, first of all, would you pay $495 for his sneakers? Second, is that actually a good fit? For him to be out there in that limelight with that scrutiny in L.A. Listen, Lonzo Ball could very easily in his rookie year go for like 13 and 6, which would be fine. But not if he's out there in L.A. with his daddy talking every day. How do you think this is going to break out, Ken? My challenge with this is you'd bring him to L.A., now you have a logjam at point guard. You have right, because Russell, Russell is there. And you have, and you have Lonzo Ball. Right. I mean, I feel the Lakers is an organization that could probably keep Papa Ball under wraps. I can't really be mad at Papa Ball too much. You're not mad at Papa you know, Ball. Hey, Donnie yo, Burns, that's a man after your own he heart. Loves, yo, he yeah, loves his kid. Yeah, I can't hate on it. He loves his kid. He so loves his kid. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Earl Woods loved his exactly. kid. Richard Williams loved his daughters, I guess, and right? look at them, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, but this guy, he goes, I feel like Lonzo Ball could probably handle this stuff because it's not like his dad was this crazy just now. He's always right. Crazy. I guess that's true. <laughs> you know, so he's probably known how to navigate that. Hey, Donnie Burns, you think the Lakers would actually be a good landing spot for Mr. Ball? I don't know. See, the, not only would they be logjammed at guard there, but this draft itself is very guard heavy. Mm-hmm. And you never know with the Celtics because they always pick best available. Right. So I'd like to see Lonzo Ball, like, if I were to pick a. a the best team I could see him on, the best fit, it would be a team like the Bucks. That's what I was just going to say. I was just going to say that. Out of limelight, he makes everyone better. Yes. Giannis doesn't have to play the one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Jabari Parker coming back next year also. Underneath Jason Kidd to learn under Jason Kidd. That is a rising team in the East. I love that idea, Donnie Burns. I was going to tell you this, though. If we talk about the Eastern Conference and who could challenge, you know, we all said how we like the Bucks. I got something else for you, Donnie Burns. You know an all-star point guard that opts out of his contract this year, Mr. Kyle Lowry? What if he wound up in Milwaukee? I'd like that, too. I mean, he probably won't stay with the Raptors. I right. think he, he feels he knows what's actually good with that team. Um he, I'd like that too. Are they one player away? Are the Bucks mm, one guard away from really being guard, in these conference finals? One guard and one less injury from Jabari Parker away. Right. What do you think here, Jason? So Are I, the Bucks the team on the rise? I, the Wizards? The Seas? What, what could happen in the question. Eastern Conference? The first here? question is you have three, the top three Boston, Phoenix, and LA. Right. Ball, those are log jams at all guards position for all of them. Right. Bledsoe, uh, IT. Yeah. And, and and Russell, who is the worst of those three? Russell, by a lot. Right. Who has the upside better than all of those three? Probably Lonzo Ball. Really? I do believe that. So, yes, I go with that. Second, uh, Ball with the Greek freak. Yeah, yeah man. That works for me. That works for you? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I, had, I made comments last time I was here about Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, You're walking them back? Gonna, no. <laughs> no. I don't think Ball or his father want him to go <laughs> to, to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. That's right. That's, That's right. Happening. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> you really love the nightlife up there in Milwaukee as though it was the Utah Jazz. Let me ask you this, though. My man Kenton is standing here right now with that I'm with Oakley shirt on. So let's talk a little bit yes, about sir. the New York Knicks. You know, we talk about they're probably, if the, if the balls, if the ping pong balls all fall the way they should, they should be staring at something like number seven, number eight, number nine, something like that. What, if anything, are you? You looking for as a Knicks fan right now? Uh, where are you hoping they go? Ken? Yes, 
I want a point guard. I want to attack first point guard that attack point guard that can pass. Okay. Um, we need a guy. We need a point guard that can go off the screen and roll. But yep. the problem is the big problem with the Knicks. We really do not develop players. We do not develop young talent. The last right. time we've ever really developed anybody was Patrick Ewing. Alan actually, Houston. Alan Houston. Alan Houston. No, come on. I'm <laughs> trick. So when was the last time we had a rookie that came in here and we really built him up? It's been Patrick Ewing. Sure. And Patrick Ewing came in. He was a monster. Okay. So historically, we're not a team, a franchise that develops players. I'm always worried for anyone we, we draft. Okay, so Donnie Burns, you agree with my man Ken that we need a kind of a an aggressive point guard? A hundred percent. And here's the two options I've been seeing on all my mock drafts is Dennis Smith Jr. out of NC State mm-hmm. and De'Aaron Fox out of Kentucky. And yes. I just yelled in all your ears, you know, De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> no doubt. I'll take him all day. Yep. And you think he's going to be around there at seven, eight, nine? It's. I've seen him go the in Celtics, a slightly the earlier. Celtics mess up all trades every year because they they did things like take Jalen Brown when like no one knew that was going to happen. Right. So I don't know. All I know is. I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm a T-Wolves fan. But if the Knicks got De'Aaron Fox, I would be getting his jersey and coming to the Garden every single night. Jason, what do you think about this? D-Fox? Fox or Smith would be fine. We need a point guard. It's not that we want to upgrade that position. We don't have that position. Right. right? So (laughs) ideally, you know, Smith is the, if we're being very honest about this, Smith is the purest point guard outside of ball. Okay. Even Uh, though what about Fultz, the kid from Washington? No. no, I think he's, he's a score. Gilbert Arenas combo guard who's okay. going to be your number one or two scorer on a team, okay. which is fine. Just, I okay. wish we could get him. So you want one of these? So we're all in agreement here. We're looking for we're looking for a point guard that we can build and try to develop to pair along with KP for the next for the next foreseeable future, <laughs> and a point guard that can put pressure on the other team's opposing guards because this is a this is a point guard driven league. Fair enough. Fair enough. Here's the other thing we got to get into. You got this. I'm with Oakley shirt. Yes, sir. Okay, there's there's two reasons why that comes up. One, because, you know, the Knicks are horrible, and we're talking about a way that we are riding with Oakley, and maybe the way to do that is through the pocket strings of the Dolan family. And I know I've been talking with my man Jason. It might be time. It might be time for us to boycott Madison Square Garden. How do we do this, Jason? How do we do this? Um, if, I mean, you have to have more money than I do. Okay. <laughs> I but, no, I, I don't think you – I think fans um, are going to keep coming here because it's it's the city, not really right. the yeah. franchise that's getting these guys in the seats. I, I think what's going to have to happen to um, – and, 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 and the value of the team actually goes <laughs> – it's been going up. Right. right? Dolan's still so making his money, so what does no he care? There's no upside for Dolan to – But that's to, the thing. How do we hit him in the pocketbook then? That's the challenge. Have you been to a Nick game lately? I've been to a, no. game, to a game this no, past No, I have year. not been to a and Nick game lately. The stadium, and they're still going for 300 bucks a pop. The majority of people in the stadium aren't even like diehard Nick fans. It's right. You know, I remember when, that, when, they were, when we were really bad during the Howard okay. Wesley days. Right. And I would pay like 10 bucks to go see the Knicks. <laughs> right. It was cheaper than going to a movie. And those were Nick fans. Mm-hmm. All 30 of us were in there. But it right. was like we were diehard Nick fans. Sure, sure. So listen, here's the other thing, though. You're talking about diehard fans. There are going to be some diehard fans of the Big Three League that is popping off this summer. And, yo, Donnie Burns and I, we have been talking about the Big Three all season long in this run-up. Ice Cube doing a lot of things right in the formation of this league. And one of the things is, uh, yo, Charles Oakley is a player coach. Ken, you said, what is that, the Killer Threes? Killer Threes, That's man. your the team? That's your team you're riding with, the yep. Killer Threes? Got it, man. Got it. Okay. Okay, and that's what, Chauncey Billups, Steven Jackson? Yep. Player coach. Your man, Charles Oakley. Yo, what do you think about this, Donnie Burns? I know we've been talking about it. We're going to be making, actually, fantasy rankings for the big three players. What do you think about that killer three squad, Donnie Burns, with Charles Oakley as the player coach? 
What team was that again? Who was on that as well? That's the uh, that's the Chauncey Billups Stephen Jackson team. No, I'm riding with the uh, Rashard Lewis team. That's the three headed monsters, right? Get so many buckets. You're, you're, you're wait, oh, what? Boy. That's uh, that's white chocolate, white chocolate too, right? Yeah, white chocolate. Lewis. That's gonna be a team that gets buckets. Now, Larry Hughes, I think maybe. No, Larry Hughes is on buckets. the killer threes. Oh, okay, okay. Buckets. All right, we'll <laughs> see about that. But yo, there are also some big man teams, Jason, like the trilogy. Think about Kenyon Martin. Al Harrington with I think Rick Mahorn might be their coach. Yep. That's a big team. How what do you think the style of play will be? These three on three guys, half court, you gotta bring it back, you can hand check. That plays into guys like the coaching style of Charles Oakley. The coaching style of um Gary Payton is one of the coaches, and you can hand check. What are we expecting to see in this league? Is this something you're gonna be tuning into, guys? Um I mean look at the personalities on these teams. I'm saying there's just gonna be Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. <laughs> there's going to be aggressive. There's going to be, you know, you know, aggressive. My, the neighborhood twenty-one. Right. Yep. That's what this that's is going to be. But you got to go killer threes for the simple fact that they have extra player. Right? <laughs> I mean, Charles Oakley's also playing. Right. He's one of the only player coaches. <laughs> He's the only one Oakley according to what you three said. Minutes. Minutes. Uh, you <laughs> three minutes, and you're going to leave bodies out there. Man. I think so. All right. So here's the deal. I got to get you guys on record before we keep it moving. Um, I'm assuming you guys all think ultimately the NBA Finals will be Cleveland and Golden State. Can I get you guys here on the record on the Fantasy Freestyle? Because, you know, we hold you guys accountable, so we'll bring you back on and either roast you or celebrate your pick, depending on what it is. Ultimately, before we hit the big three and the big three takes over in the summertime, who will be celebrating and having a parade in their market? Will it be Golden State or Cleveland? It's going to be Cleveland. You like Cleveland? Yep, still. And if Cleveland beats this Kevin Durant team, this even better super team, does that put him in the conversation? Does this put him in the over Jordan conversation? Does this put him there if he does it again? Because you're you're saying that this is how it's going to go down, Kenton. Yeah, I think you have to have start having that. You conversation. have to have right. And yeah, because right now the guys are he best would man. have to be at this point already. If he does this, he would have to be already the second best non big man in NBA history. Who do you think is going to be uh, winning the NBA Finals here, Jason? Uh, Let me get you on record I as hate, well. I hate saying this. If I had to put money, it'd be the Warriors, but I do not want them to win. <laughs> right, right, right. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And then when we go to the future, uh, what do we think is going to happen here um, in free agency? You know, we got some names, Paul George, Gordon Hayward, Kyle Lowry. You know, will the Clippers break up? Carmelo also. How do we see the balance of power potentially shifting this offseason? Jason, do you see any kind of rumors or moves out there that could actually change the landscape at all? I mean, Paul George is from L.A. and He's definitely going to L.A. With- Kobe. So I don't know if that means he's going to LA. I mean, he was also actually talking nonsense about his teammates during the playoffs. But he's leaving. Yes. Yeah. I think he's leaving. I think Haywood is leaving. To Boston? Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Okay, that's a big move right there. What do you think is the big move, Kay? Melo, please go to LA. Please go to the Clippers. Get out of New York. Uh-huh. And what if a guy like Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan went to Washington? That's, that's Well, that's the problem. The problem yeah. is the, 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 the Clippers for Melo they have to stay the Clippers of yesteryear. And we know that ain't going to happen. Yo, when we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. Big shout out and thanks, of course, to Kenton and Jason joining the show. Donnie Burns, as always, as my basketball correspondent. We're going to come on back, check in on the poll, check in on some scores around Major League Baseball, all that and more here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Yes, sir. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, back on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Remember, the NBA Draft Lottery will be kicking off at 8.30 before Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. My man Jason had an interesting stat. Listen, a lot of, you know, fortunes, people are all in on their teams after the draft. Jason, why should we be a little hesitant to thinking all of a sudden fortunes will change? So, did a little research. Top 14, which is which is your lottery picks, yeah, 50% chance of uh, being a starter. Only a 50% chance. 50% Those chance. Those lottery picks are only a 50% the chance lo- of starting. Well, now, if you go up higher, you have a great chance of being a starter and an all-star. Sure. Now, if you go below that, 15 to 30, that is a about a 40% chance of just being a rotational player. Of just being in the ro- rotation, rotation, the seven or eight or nine man rotation on exactly. teams. Exactly. Now, if you're a Nick fan, <laughs> the last 10 years, 20 picks, four starters, 10 no longer play basketball for money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. So listen, Knicks fans, we're hoping. I, does that mean that that's like a curse on my mind, D. Fox, that we've been talking about? I hope not. And I hope that we wind up getting him. I will say this. Last thing I want to say, though, the New Orleans Pelicans, if they have somehow get lucky, they will not have to ship that pick over to the Sacramento Kings, and they could wind up having Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis and a top pick. And you said, Donnie, in a guard-heavy draft, that could be a nice little way to pair them. The fortunes of some teams will change, but we don't know about that hit rate. Real quick, I do want to tell you the Astros are up on the Marlins, 6-2 in the second. Orioles and Tigers are tied at one. Nationals all over the Pirates already, 3-1 to one in the third. But in the top of the sixth, the Rays are up 6-1 on the Cleveland Indians. Earlier today, the Atlanta Braves over the Toronto Blue Jays, 9-5. to five. So hopefully you guys uh, have what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Once again, big shout out and thanks to my boys that are talking NBA playoffs with me. And 51% of you still say that neither the Cavs or the Warriors will sweep the conference finals. So hopefully we got a little bit of a series. We'll come on back, have you guys again. Thanks, everybody else. Come and find me tomorrow. You know where I am. Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Speeds the spitting statistician. Let's get it. Oh, oh. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network.